0: Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for, you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. would like to talk with all of you today a common ailment for Uh, I think human beings, but especially uh, an important ailment for us to be aware of in the Christian life, which is spiritual amnesia. Spiritual amnesia. What what do I mean by that? Well, um, we forget a lot. We know uh, about Jesus. We know uh, maybe we've even experienced things. um, And yet we are very quick in the spiritual life, to forget. We're very quick to forget. And so I think it's important for us to take a moment and remind ourselves about the good things that God has done. Uh, The only way that to kind of combat spiritual amnesia and to forget uh, constantly what God has done is by continually reminding ourselves, which is part of the reason why we We all know the story of the transfiguration. We often hear it twice a year, and yet we hear it again and again. Why do we keep on telling the same stories? Well, because I would question whether we really understand and whether we really remember um, and take it to heart. I know for myself, uh, I experienced uh, some mountaintop experiences like the transfiguration. Not quite. Uh, Jesus didn't appear to me as a shining light, uh, but some particular moments of closeness with Jesus in the Eucharist. And yet, there were certain moments, uh, especially in seminary, where I was just like, what am I doing here? How did I get here? Like, where, how did, how did I get here? And I, I would, there would be moments where I'd have spiritual amnesia and just completely forget about what God had done. And I, I was just like, oh man, I really wish that God would give me a sign. Oh wait, oh, you mean all the signs that he already gave me? <laughs> you mean all the, the blessings he's already given me that I, I'm just completely forget about in the moment? yes i 'm in the valley right now, but that doesn 't mean that God hasn 't blessed me and so a majority of our life isn 't lived on the mountaintop of the Transfiguration, like today, where Jesus appears and reveals, he reveals his divinity to us, he shows himself uh, our entire uh, most of our life, our spiritual life, is not lived on the mountaintop it 's lived in the valleys it 's lived before that, and after that. But we need these mountaintop experiences to be able to remind ourselves of who Jesus is. And that's really why Jesus does this today. Uh, If we read a little bit of the context, which I'm always a little bit disappointed because uh, we get uh, parts of the gospel. So as Catholics, we know the whole gospel. We know most of Scripture. But we always get it in little bits, here and there. And we don't always get what's leading up to it as well as what kind of follows from it. And here we have right before this, Jesus tells about his death and resurrection. And the apostles are kind of incredulous, kind of saying, like, What are you talking about, Jesus? You're going to suffer and die and be raised on the third day? Like, that's kind of crazy talk. Are you going crazy, Jesus? Okay? Because your talk is kind of that way. And Jesus leads them up this mountain reveals himself to them and then goes back down the mountain into the messiness of the world. And once again, uh, again, he reminds them of this and says, um, and then continues again and says, you know, uh, in three days or the son of man must suffer and die and be raised. That is a hard teaching. There are lots of hard teachings of Christianity that Jesus gives And Christianity isn't all of that. And the only way that we can kind of live in that tension of the valley, of the difficulty, of the daily cross, I think is by reminding ourselves of who Jesus is and I hope what he has done in our life. Um, So it's important for us to, again, not allow spiritual amnesia to overtake us. And I'll give you at least one combat, or two, com, two ways to combat that. One is daily thanksgiving. Daily thanksgiving allows us to remind ourselves every single day that even though that we might be in the valley, even though that we might not understand it, even though that uh, we might be picking up our cross daily and following him, that there's still blessings. Uh, The world today especially tries to kind of take away our reflection so that we're kind of just running from thing to thing and we're always busy and we never reflect. And with that lack of reflection, we also miss a lot of what God is trying to do in our life. And so taking a moment, whether it's one minute, three minutes, or five minutes to reflect on your day and to be able to note those ways in which God has blessed us um, is really important. And I guarantee will transform the way that you encounter the valley and the craziness of this world. So that's one. The other one is to tell people your story. The only reason why I think uh, I remember certain things that God has done in my life is because I've had the opportunity as a seminarian when I was studying for the priesthood to tell my story, as well as now at certain times as a priest. Although people aren't as interested in a priest story, they're more interested in like seminarians. People love seminarians. Priests are like okay. Uh, so it's funny. As a seminarian, I, I shared my story all the time, and it really uh, afforded me a great opportunity to remind myself. And, and to really solidify what God had done. And so I'd encourage us to share our stories. I think this is especially important for parents. Now, again, parents, you don't want to, you know, again, hit your kids over the head, but um, with, with, you know, kind of saying, well, back in my day or different things. But I think it's really important for you to share your story. Why are you Catholic? Why is it important for you to go to Mass? I think that we, we, we think that people know this about us or, or that our family understands it or we share little bits in here, but to intentionally share that. And if you don't know why, well, maybe take some time to reflect. Kids, this is your assignment. Ask your parents. Have you ever experienced God in your life? Where have you felt closest to God? Have you had any mountaintop experiences Okay? Parents or kids, ask your parents because I'm guessing that they have some stories. Um, It's difficult to be here. Um, It's not easy to bring a family or children uh, to Mass. And so, why are they here? And I would say for some people, we do have this amazing mountaintop experience where God works in an unbelievable way. But don't discount. the small ways in which God has worked as well. I'd say some people actually come back to the faith just by a simple memory as a child of praying the rosary with their grandmother and the peace that they felt in that. And so even that little bit, it wasn't an amazing experience, it wasn't Jesus revealing himself, but just those little moments, those things that remind us of why we're here are really important. Now, I want to mention one thing about this gospel that I hope that you noticed. We don't have to feel bad that not all of us have a mountaintop experience like this. Even Jesus, even though that he's talking to the 12, he only brings up three of his apostles. I don't know whether you noticed that. So he has 12 apostles, and he's been telling them things uh, and, and walking with them and kind of camping out for three years. But there are certain moments when he only takes three out of the 12. And in this case, he takes Peter, James, and John up the mountain, but not the other ones. So are the other ones kind of out of it? Well, no. I would say the reason why we know this story today is because that eventually those three shared their story. And so again, it's a reminder of us that we sometimes receive from other people and the experience that God sometimes works in their life to be able to help bless us, and sometimes God works in our life to help bless other people, okay? And that's uh, part of kind of this this whole transfiguration and everything as well. So during this Lent, uh, I hope Lent is going well. I know I've talked with quite a few people about Lent, and normally, uh, as Catholics, again, we're pretty good at the fasting. We're kind of like, hey, I got my fasting down, that's what we're kind of focused on. But I would remind us again that it's not just fasting for Lent. Fasting is an important part, but there's three pillars. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Fasting is, is one part of Lent. Prayer is as well. And ideally, if you're able to link all three together, even better. Okay, Maybe you give up shopping. Uh, shopping uh, kind of anything that's not necessary. And you spend that time that normally you'd shop to pray. And then that money that you would normally spend or waste, you give to alms. There's a great three connection. Sometimes they connect, sometimes they don't. If you don't already have a prayer practice that you are implementing during this Lenten season, I would encourage you to think about praying for three minutes or five minutes or ten minutes with thanksgiving every single day and to see what ways God is working in your life. I'd also challenge you to share your story about the way that God has worked in your life in maybe small ways or large with those people that you love around you, especially your family, especially your family. But also I would encourage your friends as well. Don't allow spiritual amnesia to ruin your Christian life. God is working in this world, even though that he's not working in the same way that we necessarily hear in the gospel today. And I would argue that he's worked in all of your lives if you're here today. Unless you're a kid, then, well, maybe your parents, you know, God's working through your parents to get you here, okay? Uh, but, but God is working Don't let the devil steal those memories and those ways that God has worked in your life. And keep on fighting, because you know what? This life, uh, the Christian life, a lot is spent in the valley. And it's difficult, and there's a lot of tension, and there's a lot of things we don't understand. And Jesus tells us that he's got to die and suffer, and we don't understand it, and he tells us to pick up our cross daily, and we're like, this is tough. But he also gives us the grace to persevere in it. And so hold on to that grace. Hold on to that grace that God wants to give us, and keep on reminding ourselves of who Jesus is.